from ESPN. Bill Polian has a new podcast called Inside Football with Bill Polian, and Bill's joining us now on The Fan. Good morning, Bill. How are you? I'm fine, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Bill, how would you approach this DAC negotiation? How do you view it from both sides? Uh, Jerry and Steven versus DAC and his representation. And, and how do you see this playing out tomorrow or today? Well, uh, first of all, um, we haven't reached the witching hour yet, so there's still there's still more than 24 hours to go before uh, the, the negotiation period ends. Yeah. That's point one, and that's important to keep in mind because uh, the most movement that occurs in, in most high-level negotiations occurs at the very end under the pressure of time. That's point one. Point two is, the, the, the ceiling has been set. Patrick Mahomes doing that long-term contract recently is at least a benchmark that both sides will point to. Dax people will say it's not enough, that's a bad deal. And, and, and Jerry and Steven will say, no, this is, this is, you know, he's clearly the number one quarterback in the National Football League. Dax's not far behind, but this is, this is what the number is. Uh, so at least there's a benchmark to look at that wasn't there before. So if there's any hope of reaching agreement, um, that's probably a good thing. I say probably because you never know what the dynamics of a negotiation are until you're in it. And sometimes when you're in it, you don't even know what the other side's hot button is. It's really, it's, it's a hard thing to do. Uh, but Jerry and Steven are at, at, among the best at doing it. So, and, and as you know, Jerry's always, you know, can pull a rabbit out of a hat at, at any given moment. So, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to business, he, he has no peer in the National Football League. So um, that's probably hopeful. Having said that, if they've come this far uh, then and, and, and can't reach agreement, I think the if you were a betting man, and I'm not, but if you were a betting man, you'd probably say that Dak has made up his mind to play on the tag. And if that's the case, then so be it. Um, Dak makes a, a, a good chunk of money, and, uh, and and he plays for the Cowboys and, and continues doing what he did to help make that the number one offense in the National Football League last year. And and when negotiations can resume after this pandemic, which is going to change things dramatically on the field, I think, um, then they, they, they resume. So that, that's not a bad result for anybody. Um, it's just uh, a little bit of a gamble for the Cowboys and a pretty big gamble for Dak. But he's a young guy, and he may feel it's, it's worth a shot. Bill, I, I do want to ask you about the Mahomes deal and, and what you thought about that. But also, you know, as, as, as a front office guy, how do you weigh Patrick Mahomes' is, is on one level and then Dak Prescott's on a, on a, on a different I mean, He's not as good as Patrick Mahomes. So how do you weigh that this is what the market has changed to, but he's not on the same player? Well, the... the, the Cousins is the best the best example of what happens with quarterbacks, certainly. Other positions as well, but quarterbacks for sure. Whoever's on the market at the given year sets the market, right? That's all there is to it. It's not about how good the player is. It's about who's on the market and what the market is at that given time. That's why the union fought so hard for free agency. I was, back, I was, I was there. I was one of the negotiators 
So I know why they wanted it, and it's because of this. This is purely market-driven. So from if I were negotiating, the first thing I'd say is, listen, guys, we have the market now. It's Patrick Mahomes. Well, the other side is going to say, that's a bad deal. We're not going to allow that to be the market. In the end, that's the that's the the 500-pound elephant that's in the room. It's Patrick Mahomes' sign. Now, obviously, Dak's not going to sign for 12 years. That's for sure. And, uh, and, and you know, who could blame him? But in terms of, of the money and, and some of the structure, uh, principally the money. The structure is what you argue over. But the money has, has certainly been uh, set because Patrick Mahomes is the market. So that's the way these deals are driven. Is Kirk Cousins worth what he got? No, absolutely not. But the market dictated that that's what it was at that time, and that's what the Vikings paid. Bill Polian here on 105.3 The Fan. Bill, what is your evaluation of Dak as a player? I think he's a very good player. I don't think he's a great player. RJ is higher on him than me using some of the advanced analytic numbers. Uh, what's your evaluation uh, of Dak as a quarterback? My evaluation of Dak as a quarterback is that he's a very good player. Um, no quarterback can play without people around him. Once they got uh, uh, the receiver and, and, and straighten that situation out, then uh, Amari Cooper, then Dak began to prosper. Uh, they've added to the receiving core, which, is, which has made it better. Zeke makes a, a world of difference for anybody. So he's got a, a great supporting cast, which he should have. And he plays well. This was the number one offense in the National Football League. I think people who, who don't delve into the numbers and look at them uh, with, with, a, with, with an unemotional eye realize, don't realize that the Cowboys were the number one offense in the, in the National Football League. The Cowboys' failure to advance in the playoffs uh, and, 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 to get, you know, and to have a great season last year wasn't due to their offense. It was due to the fact that their defense was, you know, really not up to par. You know, Bill, Bill, Bill real quick, you know, we're in, we just finished year four with Dak. When you had Peyton, year four, I mean, it was up and down. I mean, you you guys went thirteen and three. Then you had a, a a down year. You changed coaches. When can you truly make a decision on a quarterback and and how great they are or how great they're going to be? Because I think four years is still it's still not enough time yet. Let me rephrase the question: How can you how can you make a judgment on a quarterback when he hangs it up or when he plays ten or twelve years? <laughs> That's when you make the judgment. Now, how can you judge the efficiency of a quarterback and, and, and how good he may be? Usually three to four years. It takes that long. It, it, he's a quarterback in the National Football League, exempt this season, by the way, because it's so untoward. But uh, a quarterback in the National Football League doesn't reach full maturity until he's played four years. That's why the union wanted so badly and was willing to die on their sword to get four years free agency. That's just about enough time to get a feel for a player, not probably enough for a quarterback to be 100% sure, but certainly a good body of work. And, and with a long period of, for quarterbacks, a long period, probably eight, eight 10 years in front of them. So, uh, you know, now is the time to say, 
what is Dak, and, and he's a pretty darn good quarterback and there's still room to grow. He's going to learn a new offense this year, so he may take a step back, by the way, but that's neither here nor there. He, he still has the ability to do what you want him to do. Bill Polian with the new podcast, Inside Football with Bill Polian, joining us on the Home of the Cowboys with Sean and RJ. Bill, we keep saying that Dak has the leverage because you have to pay the quarterback. You had a couple of good ones, so I don't know how much you really had to worry about that uh, in Buffalo and Indianapolis, but can you see a GM having the guts to say, you know what? We're moving on. We're going to start over. We're not paying you the Mahomes deal, Dak. We're not going to take this to $40 million a year. You're not on that level. What's it going to take for a GM to do that? We know what happened with the Redskins, but can you see that ever happening? Yeah, I mean, look, anything can happen in sports. Uh, that could go out tomorrow and, God forbid, get in an accident and everything would change. Sports is a minute-to-minute, literally, situation, so anything can change. But as a GM, what you're trying to do when you have a good player at the most important position, uh, you, you, and that's especially true the way the game is played these days, uh, you're, you're trying to get a deal done. You're trying your best to get a deal done now. It may be that you can't do it. It may be, for whatever reason, a player doesn't want to stay. There's any number of reasons why a player would not sign, but you try your very best to get a deal done. And I, you know, knowing Jerry and Steven as I do, and they're both friends, good friends, they're trying their darndest to make it work. Now, part of the problem they have is where does his structure fit under the cap and structure is, 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 is what you have to have because you can't have the quarterback alone. You have to have other people around them. You have to be, if you're going to go all the way, you have to be good enough to build a 53-man team, and that means using all the resources you have under the cap. So if what he's asking for is going to stress the cap to the point where you can't have a good team, that's another story. But we don't know what the numbers are So other than what Mahomes got, so uh, you know, be foolish to speculate on that. But the bottom line is, I know they're trying to sign him. You know, the question is, can they? If they can't, he plays on the tag. That's not the worst thing that can ever happen. Bill, do you have any classic negotiating stories with Jerry or Steven, something that you know stands out in dealing with the Jones boys throughout your uh, Hall of Fame career negotiating? Well, we've done you know, a fair number of trades throughout the years, and, uh, and you know, I've served with Jerry on some committees. Uh, and, you know, what you see is largely what you get. He, he, both guys are exceptionally smart, exceptionally smart. Um, they understand the business of football. They understand the football part of football and, uh, and because they both played. And, uh, and, and, and they understand what they need to do with the Cowboys, and they have a plan for, for doing and making the Cowboys, uh, you know, as good as they can be. Uh, so there, there's, you know, making trades with them straight up, honest here, we'll offer you this. No, we'd rather do that. How about this? Uh, let me think about it. Come back. How about that? Okay. Fair enough. Boom. Done. Now that's not, that's, that's dealing with someone who is, is willing to make a deal. When you make trades, it's usually both people wanting to get it done. In, in player negotiations, it may be that the agent, for whatever reason, doesn't want to get it done or wants to be obdurate. Uh, there are a lot of different dynamics in, in, a, in the player 
uh, negotiation. But these are, are brilliant men who know what they're doing. It's that simple. Bill, what does Mike McCarthy bring to this team that Jason Garrett couldn't? Um, I think he brings a new approach offensively, uh, and it'll be interesting to see how that works out. He's used to playing with a mobile quarterback with Aaron, and so I think that's going to be a big help for Dak. Um, there's a there's a ton of talent on offense. He has, you know, the, the biggest the biggest task that the Cowboys face going forward is is on Mike Nolan, who happens to be a terrific coach, and they will make a sea change in the way they play defense, and it's probably it's probably necessary, very honestly. Uh, it, so that's where the that's where the the trouble lies, if you will, or, or the, I shouldn't say that's a, a misnomer. That's where they need to improve the most on defense. It's obvious, but if you look at the numbers, and it's it's obvious if you look at the way they play. So they're going to be position changes. They spent a lot of currency in the draft to get players that fit uh, what Mike will do. Uh, Mike's an outstanding coordinator. So this is a this is a maiden voyage. I mean, everybody's going to get to know everybody brand new. It's a, it's a new regime. It's always a, there's always a learning curve. And it's exacerbated by practice and playing situations like we have never seen before in the history of the National Football League. So this year, in my book, everybody gets a pass on this year. But the good part of that, that is when this year is over, whenever it ends, the, the Cowboys will have had a year to break in under Mike and Mike. And, and we'll see what that looks like going forward. But this is, I can't emphasize enough, this year is so untoward. Don't make any judgments. As media, as fans, this is a completely different world that we've never lived in before. Bill, how much value do you put in um, the analytics aspect, both in-game and with team building? Like, you know, the analytics say don't pay a running back. Uh, You build your defense back to front instead of front to back. Uh, In-game, you know, strategies like going for it on fourth down more. How do you kind of weigh the old school versus the new school? Well, in my mind, there is no old school versus the new school. I'll quote the most successful and one of the most successful coaches of all time, Bill Belichick. I believe in analytics, but I believe in my analytics. So <laughs> the uh, the conventional wisdom analytics, some of which you just recited, uh, I do not believe in. Uh, however, each team has their own analytics department, and, and, and that's largely driven or should largely be driven by the football people. The analytics people are there to answer questions, to analyze problems, and, and give potential answers that are weighed within the context of, of the game. And I believe completely in that and have for the longest time, ever since I became a general manager way back in 86 in Buffalo, we've been driven by our own analytics, but not the conventional wisdom analytics. I don't believe in that. I don't believe there's any, there's any, any. Uh, for example, uh, the going for it on fourth down. Tony Dungy recently said it, and he couldn't have said it any more clearly. That depends on three things. The status of your team, injury-wise, the matchup you're playing against, and the time and place in the game. Not some measure over the long haul. Each game is its own separate entity, and you have to approach it as such. And that's the way we did it analytically in Indianapolis, and that's the way I think many people do it now. 
Hall of Fame executive Bill Polian with the new podcast, Inside Football with Bill Polian. You can uh, find it on Twitter and anywhere where you check out your favorite podcast. Bill, thank you so much. We appreciate it, and good luck with the podcast. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Glad to be with you. Bill Polian right here on 105.3 The Fan. Your Tuesday Tolo weather forecast, and are the Texas Rangers about to become the Washington Redskins of Major League Baseball coming up next. Have fun with the guys all day long on your phone, through Alexa, Google Home, or any other device. We're there for you.